Wow, I interviewed Jay-Z. I think I was around like 9 or 10. So my voice was ultra squeaky. I sound like Mickey Mouse. Well, huh? My name is Jazzy. Can I please interview you? I remember when I was younger, when I was first starting out my career. You're so ahead of the game. She used the word career. And she keeps saying when I was younger, which is funny to me. Because <laughs> what's your favorite cereal? There's one answer that if you say it right now. I love cinnamon toast. Spread. Let's go! Let's go! <laughs> Well, I just want to make sure Jazzy is comfortable. Dude, she's more comfortable than you are. She does this more often than you do. Also, look at her throne that we gave her. Why she do we get this it. uncomfortable couch? Because we suck. We're losers. Yeah, you are the Queen Jazzy. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, speaking of Queen Jazzy. Yeah, yeah, hey. <laughs> you got bars? Uh, I mean, I guess you could say, I, honestly, I really feel embarrassed. With that song, I, I I don't know why, but I'm always so embarrassed when people play that song. And my friends, they love annoying me with that one song at school. You know why? Because it's a smash. It's a smash. It's, it's, it's a fire song. It's, it's a fire. It's song. a fire song. You, I'll tell you why you feel embarrassed. It's because you made it three years ago. You were like nine. I was nine. Yeah. Wait, you were rapping. Like I don't think any person likes to go back and watch like the younger version of themselves do anything. For us, it's like 10, like when you look at your stuff from like eight, 10 years ago, like you're Beardless so embarrassed. Logan. For, yeah, for her, that's like three weeks ago. Yeah. That's like the yeah. like on a scale that's representative. Yeah, Jazzy, look, you're you're absolutely amazing. I do have an intro for you here. Uh, so, so ladies and gentlemen, our guest today is not old enough to vote, drive, or drink. She can only drink prime. She's blown up online as a celebrity interviewer. When you can see her, Jazzy's World TV, please welcome 13-year-old superstar Jazzy. Welcome to the show, Jazzy. I'm Mike, by the way. Nice to meet you, Mr. Mike. Nice to meet you, Mr. Logan Paul. Yep. First of all, super excited to be here. This is exciting. Um, what's going on, guys? My name is Jazzy. I'm 13 years old. I'm in eighth grade. And I'm from Bushwick, Brooklyn. And this is awesome to be here right next to two legendary people. Yeah, so I think you Yo. can see right, right there why I told you we need to have her on the podcast. We, he called me last night at like 10 p.m. He's like, dude, dude. He's like, I just met this little girl. We got her over on the podcast. I was like, who is it? He sent he sent me your Instagram. And I'm like, dude, I know, I know her. She's like, like, some would consider the preeminent interviewer of our time. For sure. Would you would you agree with that statement? Would you would you say you're one of the greatest, you know, interviewers of all time? Um, well, honestly, I feel like there has been many reporters uh before me that have been very legendary. And I don't feel like as if I have been in the industry for a long period of time or at least long enough for me to be considered legendary. But I guess for my for my generation, Humble. I'm, Humble. I'm guessing so. Well, can, can you list off some of the people she's interviewed, please? Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> Jessica Alba, Jerry Seinfeld, Gigi Hadid, Kendrick Lamar, 50 Cent, Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, Spider-Man, Tom Holland, Michelle yep. Obama, <laughs> Jill Biden in the White House, Ronaldinho, Nicki Minaj, Shaq. This is insane. It's insane. I, I'm so proud of you. I told you this yesterday. You did the interview with me, and immediately I was like, this girl's magnetic. Yeah. She has more charisma than everyone in this room. 100%. And so, Jazzy, yeah, welcome to Impulse. We're so glad to have you on. Have you done a podcast before? I actually, uh, I did one podcast with, I did one podcast I remember before, but I haven't really done anything other than that. Well, it's an honor. <laughs> I, are you nervous? Do you feel okay? I'm actually really excited because I love Prime and I love watching your <laughs> channel too. And I'm super excited to be here. And I saw some of your videos on the Impulsive show. So I feel like this is going to be a great opportunity. Heck yeah. I'm, I'm nervous. And I was just going to say, is there I'm a nervous. chance that we're more nervous than she is? Yeah. 100%. Yeah, hey, don't worry. I, I also get nervous. But it's like nervousness mixed with excitement. So like it makes the energy 
go all the way up. So it makes everything great. Well, <laughs> you're, you're definitely gonna bring us a new audience, I think, because we looked at our stats and our 13 to 17 year old demo is only 3%. It's in the toilet. 3%? Only yeah. 3%. Oh, no, 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 we gotta get that up. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get it up. You got 900,000 followers on Instagram. You're 13 years old. You go to like a regular public school. Yep, in my neighborhood, it's actually like around, I think three blocks away. I just have to walk straight to school and there I go. It's, and, it's a public school too. And, and, and you gotta be, the most popular kid in school. Oh, actually, no one really. The one thing I love about my neighborhood is that everyone cares, but they don't care. So it's just like, oh, shoot, that's Jazzy. All right, that's cool. That's Jazzy. Let's oh, go. Oh, no way. That's it. So like in my school, I have a lot of friends, mm. but I only keep my close friends close to me yeah. because I've known some of my friends for like three, four years now. And I'm some of my friends are from kindergarten, pre-K. Yeah. So. <laughs> you keep so your circle small. Yeah, I keep my circle small. Keep your small, click tight. But I also have some some acquaintances, like some people that I just talk to after class or like in the hallway that I know. So the thing about them is that they don't really care. So they don't really care about my channel. They don't care about the fame at all. What about your teachers? How do they feel that you're <laughs> making more money than them? Um, I, I don't think I, I can answer that because I don't know how much to get paid, like personally, but I, my teachers that do know, cause some of my teachers don't even know I have my own YouTube channel or my platform. What? Yeah, I know it's crazy, right? Like, how can you not notice no, I, that? Yeah, how, how, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. We're just gonna air that out. Uh, some of my <laughs> teachers that do know, they're very proud of me. But that's all. I yeah, mean, sometimes sure. the only thing that I really do get out of it is that, like, whenever I'm late to class, which is a lot now because You're I would. Interviewing Jay Z. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I just wake up really late. My alarm does not go is off. It, I sleep over. It. Is that still? Are you still in Brooklyn now? Yeah, of course. In Bushwick still. Bushwick still. So you know Bushwick, Brooklyn. Is the is the birthplace of some very important hip hop? I know figures. Yep. And you, one of the first people you interviewed was was Hove, was Jay Z. <laughs> what is that? What does that mean to you to interview what I, who I consider to be the greatest hip hop performer of all time, greatest rapper of all time? I mean, honestly, he is the goat. The goat. He, he's legendary. He's the goat. He's amazing. He is so inspiring. He inspires me, and I love that interview so much because he opened. Well, he opened so many doors for me, and he catapulted my platform. And that was an opportunity that. Well, it was a once in a lifetime opportunity for sure. And that was one interview that I could say that was just like, wow! I interviewed Jay Z. That was so crazy. He's so inspiring to me and to so many other kids around the world that look like me and are from places similar to where I'm from. And honestly, just lets all kids and all adults know that whatever whatever dreams that you have, as long as you keep that in your mind and as long as you work hard and apply yourself, you can, you can uh, accomplish all the goals and dreams that you have. You could be president one day. Jasmine for president, 2024. <laughs> no more ageism. I think I should run for president. No more ageism. Let's go. You got what, 23 years or something yeah, like yeah, that you, left? You, yeah, you got some time. But how, how did the how did that Jay interview come about? Do you have someone in the in the family that was able to make it happen? Did you reach out? Like, what what does that look like? I mean, honestly, okay, I'm gonna be very very honest in this uh, podcast. Honestly, when it came to the Jay Z interview, uh. My dad and I, we we found out that Jay-Z was in town because he doesn't live in New York anymore. So once he came to New York, we were just like, oh, shoot, Jay-Z's in town. We should try to do something. So we decided to, we found a place where he was located, where he was working. So we decided to go to that area very, very early in the morning. We waited outside. And of course, we had to wait for a little bit. I think it took around like two hours. That's it. Then he came out. There was a lot of people around because 
just Jay-Z. They wanted autographs, pictures, all of that just to talk to him. I don't know. So I was there. I was right behind him. Mind you, I'm like, I think I was around like 9 or 10 at the time. So my voice was ultra squeaky. I sounded like Mickey Mouse up in there. So I was like, well, my name is Jazzy. Can I please interview you? So it was a lot going on. I don't think he heard me because there's a lot of people. There's a lot of noise. But he looked over. He looked uh, behind him. He saw me. He was like, oh, what's up? And he gave me a fist pump. Honestly, I love that. I love that he acknowledged me, but I was kind of discouraged after that that I didn't get the interview that I wanted. So, of course, I when we my dad and I we went to the car. We were just like, okay. Well, I, I told him I was feeling discouraged and how I felt in that moment. And my dad, he was just like, he was hyping me up. He was just like, oh, don't worry about it. We'll go the next day before school. Don't worry. We're gonna get this interview. Whatever you're telling yourself, stop telling yourself that we're gonna get the interview. Nice. So. Next day, we got the interview, and uh, it was amazing. Oh, and also, shout out to Aunt Lydia and Mr. Caesar because they actually helped me out with getting the interview. They helped us find out where he was, so thank you so much, and thank you for the information. Also, they, they didn't only help me with that one. They helped me with some other ones, but yeah, thank you so much. Shout out to them. Your patience and persistence paid off. Of course, yeah. I think I know the answer to this next question I want to ask you, but I want to hear your answer. Why do you think celebrities and 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 some of the biggest stars in the world are giving you the opportunity to interview them because a lot of people especially like jay-z they don't really do interviews they don't let people in but they let you in jazzy <laughs> why do you think um honestly i feel like it's because i ask inquisitive questions and because i ask questions from a kid's perspective also not only because of that but when it comes to certain certain celebrities or certain interviewees especially if they're coming from like brooklyn or from new york of course they're going to gravitate to me because i'm from let's say that we're from similar areas mm. but you know let's say like a different state more from similar areas mm, mm, mm. so of course if we experience similar things we are able to have, hold a conversation a very meaningful conversation about those similar things so i feel like that's kind of why people gravitate to my channel and not only to the channel but also to me in general, yeah. so yeah, no, you're 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 absolutely right. You do your work, you're prepped, <laughs> great questions. It, why do you have a paper for for the, you're the guest? <laughs> what, what's on there? <laughs> Honestly, I love to be prepared, and I just have this in case of anything. Like you never know what like topics a, like, are going to be brought up. So like in case of anything, like anything. A, like an earthquake, um, a I fire. Mean, if it's a fire, you could easily just go like this. Yeah, so. I didn't very smart. Damn. Honestly, I mean, you never know. Also, it's not the only reason. I also have a, a surprise for you. Oh, no. <laughs> right now? No, don't do it. You make it, No, don't. You sure? <laughs> I'm positive. You know what? Actually, the surprise is that I have some questions for you. I felt like I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> uh, this just got flipped. This is going to turn into an interview. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you ask Mike about opiates? No. No. <laughs> It is a problem that does impact many young people in this country, but it's a little bit heavy. It's I a little just, heavy. I, 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 I'll yeah. be honest with you, Jazzy. We went out last night. We were celebrating. We had we had some big victories last night. You came to the WWE event. Yep. And uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but my voice has been cracking like crazy during the interview. From screaming? From screaming so many times. So there you go. Did so you, if my voice cracks, don't judge. No, it's fine. <laughs> me too. Me too, actually. And 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 we're, we're a little slow today. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm locked in. I wanted to ask one, just one more Jay-Z question. Like, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I'm sorry to everyone. I don't get an opportunity very often to sit <laughs> with someone that is, has sat with Jay or has had an interview with Jay-Z. Like... Like we've sat with 400 people on the show. You know how many of those people have interviewed Jay-Z? Well, shoot, I don't know. How Zero. 
<laughs> you're the you're the first person that we've ever had on the show that has done a, a show with Jay or done any kind of interview with Jay. So I was curious because for me, he represents like uh, g- making it in the face of adversity and, and, and persevering through tough times and tough circumstances in life to to turn it around and build it and build a, an empire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Business, hottest girl in the game, wearing my <laughs> chain, like all that stuff, right? Right. Is there anything that he said to you that inspired you or 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 stuck with you from that first from that first chat? Honestly, I a lot of my interviews I asked, can you please share some words of motivation to everyone watching my show? That's the last question that I always ask everyone. Because not only is it going to help inspire so many other kids out there or whoever's watching the show to accomplish whatever they have to accomplish, but it also helps me because it helps me understand, oh, they went through these obstacles and they use this advice to help them. So if I'm ever going through something similar, I have that advice to help me go through it. Now with the Jay-Z interview, one thing he told me is that when you're, when you're in that industry, like the entertainment business or just in reporting or whatever you're doing, you have to have ultimate confidence and you have to believe in yourself. Honestly, it does sound cliche, really, but it is important to have ultimate confidence so because important. if you don't, if you're not confident in yourself, who's going to be confident in you? If you don't believe in yourself, who's going to believe in you? You might want to go to the next show of Who Jazzy Interviews. So good news. Today's sponsor is SeatGeek with over 28 million downloads. SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app. There are more than 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeek, including concerts, sports, festivals, and more. They put tickets all across the web in one place to make sure you're getting a good deal. Each ticket is graded. Make sure you get a good deal. Look for the green dots. Green means good and red means bad. Every ticket is backed by their buyer guarantee. And SeatGeek is the only site that lets you return your tickets ahead of the event with swaps. You know, I came through for you guys. Use the code Logan for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with the promo code Logan. Make sure you click the link in the description to download the app. Shout out SeatGeek. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Show. But where do you get that confidence from? Because a lot of people lack that confidence. A lot of people don't find it until later in their life. You know, I've always been like confident, but I don't think I really found myself till I was like 26, you know? And you're, right. you're, you're 13 and you seem like you're in your bag. <laughs> you're, in your, you're in your zone, Jazzy. I mean, yes, I am. I'm always locked in and you know what I'm saying? But where does it come from, your confidence? It's a, it's a natural thing. I feel just being from a big family and having so many people around me, it just gives me that kind of confidence. Like, oh, well, I'm me, I'm my own person. I'm gonna accomplish Everything I got to do, I'm going to do everything. I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to be able to accomplish everything. I'm going to be great. And I feel like you just have to tell yourself that every day. But when it comes to being confident, you have, there's a difference between being confident and boasting. Because I like being confident in myself, but I don't like to boast. I like to just stay humble because I come from humble beginnings, honestly. And I feel like boasting is like a way of just... That seems like you're being insecure about yourself. It's Corny. not even, it's not showing that you're confident. It's showing more so like your insecurities. If I say I'm the best in the WWE, I'm going to be the face of the company and you're looking at the best United States champ in history, is that confident or is that boasting? I feel like 
that's not necessarily boasting because you're not telling people, oh yeah, I'm gonna be the best. I am the best. Blah, 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 blah. It's right not here. necessarily. That. I'm gonna be the best. I am the best. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I boast. Well, it's like a thin no, line. No. It's a thin line. You're, you're confident in yourself, and that's what I love about you. So. Oh, thanks, Jed. How much? How much of that confidence comes from being from New York? Because, because. You're, you're, you can tell, like he <laughs> yeah, said, yeah, you're, yeah. You, you got it. Yeah. But I'm going to be honest, like the way I always looked at it is like, dude, New York is special. Yeah, like how much of it do you think comes from just being from out here? Hold on, let me check. Uh, I think about 90 something percent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. What is it about New York that just breeds that? I don't know. I guess it's because of the hustle that everyone has. I mean, honestly, I feel like New York, it's very like, it's more so like a hustle and bustle kind of city. And not only that, but everything is just so fast. So everyone is about their grind. Everyone is about, oh, I'm going to be able to like do everything I got to do for today and then go home, chill. There you go. But I feel like everything's so just like, kind of like pace. that. So fast paced and everyone's just working on the grind. Everyone's staying on the grind and everyone's buying the business. So that's what I love about New York. And I feel like that really does show off and brush off on me because I am pretty fast. I'm a fast talker too, so I guess it kind of shows. <laughs> and, and, in and in two languages. And two languages too, yeah, I'm bilingual. So <laughs> Spanish yes. as well? Yep, Spanish. Spanish first, right? Uh, honestly, so actually, I used to live in Panama when yeah. I was younger. And I moved to Panama when I was one years old with my grandma. And I came back when I was around four. So that was right before kindergarten. And when I came back to... New York, I only spoke Spanish because Panama is a Spanish-speaking country. So when I came back, I didn't know any English at all. Didn't understand, didn't speak at all. But when I went to school, a lot of kids would bully me because I didn't speak English. So there were so many things that I didn't understand exactly what they were saying, but I knew that they were making fun of me because like they were pointing, laughing, all of that whenever I tried to talk. So I guess that kind of just motivated me to learn English and over time, I, I I improved my English, and now I speak fluently in English. But I also, I wouldn't say I lost Spanish, but I kind of, I, I know how to, I, know, I understand it when my parents speak to me. I understand it when anyone is speaking to me, but at that time when I was learning, I kind of lost the Spanish a little bit. It's fine. I'm sure, I'm sure you'll get it back in a second if you choose. Being bilingual is cool. Yeah, but I did get it back. Oh, oh you got it. I got it. it back. Oh, so you can speak fluent Spanish. I can speak Spanish, yes. Say some Spanish it. to me right now. I mean, it depends. I mean, what do you want to speak about? Because I can hold a conversation. I mean, yo hablas español un poquito. Si, un poquito? Si. Bueno, que bien. Dang. Uh, she just asked me a question. Uh, yeah, I didn't yeah, ask you a question. Oh, 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 that's good. That's yeah, good. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't know if I didn't know if that was like a, like are you good? Nah. Cause people ask me that from time to time. Like, yo, are you good right now? Because I come off very like not like I'm not. Like, bro. No, you you look like a very relaxed and chill guy. So I feel like mm. I'm good. are you good? Mm, I'm all right. What a little nervous. Big big interview today. Damn, you know? damn, yeah. buddy. <laughs> Don't even try it, bro. What are you talking about? Okay, tal. <laughs> Ketal, get, get your hand off. Ketal, get your hand off. Get your your mano oh my off my shoulder. <laughs> Do you ever have a bad day? <laughs> oh, you seem so so energetic. How how? I don't know. I just have all this energy in me. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know how it just happens. But honestly, I feel like I'm human. Everyone is human, so. I obviously do have bad days sometimes. Like, for example, I remember when I was younger, when I was first starting out my career, I wouldn't, I, if I didn't get the interview I wanted, I would like kind of get discouraged. I'll be like, oh man, I didn't get the interview. What am I gonna do now? But over time I learned that 
everything happens in its own time. You're so ahead of the game. She's using the word career. Well, the, the she's thing, 13, she's got a career. And she keeps saying when I was younger, which is funny to me. Because, <laughs> like, but no, the, because I, was, I was younger. I mean, that was like three, three and a half years ago. So Long time ago. Yeah. But the, 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 the crazy thing that I've noticed that you keep saying is uh, every time you are presented an obstacle, like being bullied in school because you didn't speak English, as opposed to internalizing that, going home and being sad about it, you use it as a motivation to, to get better. You just said like, I'll get discouraged because I wouldn't get the interview that I would, I would want to get. And instead of getting sad about it or crying about it, you would go work harder. You would, you would, you would do what you had to do to get that interview next time. Where does, where does that, cause that's a very, very important lesson that a lot of people don't learn till later in their life to turn that that uh, those obstacles in life and those hardships in life into something that, that fuels you? Where do you think that comes from? I don't really know where it comes from. I mean, of course, my dad, he helps me out with that. And he's the one that taught me, hey, if you ever feel discouraged, you might just need to take a little break, like a five minute break, go look at yourself in the mirror and go fix yourself because you need to, you need to really like breathe in, breathe out, take a little mental health break and then come back and do whatever you gotta do. Honestly, when it comes to facing obstacles or facing adversities, those are all learning experiences. So learning from those experiences is key because those, whatever you learn from those, like the lessons that you learn from those experiences is going to help you in the future. That can either help you, let's say if you're doing a job interview or if you are, I don't know, first learning how to ride a bike. So no matter what, you just don't give up. Don't give up on yourself. And don't give up on your career either. Yeah. Jesse, what's the hardest obstacle that you've had to overcome? Wow, that's a very yeah, good question. Yeah, yeah, it's a superlative. Um, honestly, I faced a lot of obstacles, but <clears throat> I feel like I, I haven't really had an obstacle that was like like super hard, that really stands out, what but about, I feel like everything is. Like any any fights with any friends, any anyone mean to you in an interview? No, I haven't, I haven't really felt as if anyone was mean to you because I, mean to me, sorry, mean to me because I feel like everyone respects me and respects my platform when I'm interviewing them. And when it comes to my friends at school, I honestly, I haven't really had an argue, argument, my friends, like that's serious. We so had, you, like, never, you never had to throw hands? No, of course not. No. <laughs> but on. you are ready to if needed. I remember uh, I, I also used to box, so well, you're I from, got them hands. You're from, you're from Brooklyn. Come on, everyone from Brooklyn knows how to fight. You can't forget that. Come on, we all know how to okay, fight. Okay, so no one's messing with you. No one's messing with me. That's amazing. I was gonna ask you about the Nicki Minaj interview. Because Go ahead, ask away. I know that's a uh, was an important one to you, one of your favorites, right? What What's so special about that interview? Um, It was definitely one of the most memorable interviews I've had. I don't like to say favorites because I feel like all the interviews I do are very inspiring and are very special in their own ways. But the Nicki Minaj interview, I was, I remember I was, uh, I think it was, yeah, I was at Rolling Loud. And I really wanted the interview. So I walked up to Miss Nicki Minaj, but I think she was rushing because she had to go somewhere. I think she had a, like a flight to catch. So she didn't, she didn't see me at all and she had to go. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try to get this interview one way or another. <laughs> so we went to Powerhouse here in New York and we saw Nicki Minaj. And I was like, oh shoot, that's Nicki Minaj. Come on, we gotta ask her questions. So my dad, he got the camera ready. He was just like, okay, go ahead. And she was on live too. She was on live while we were doing the whole interview. Oh. So that was so cool. And 
on the live, you can even hear me in the back saying, hey, Miss Nick Minaj, can I please interview you? My name is Jazzy, all of that. So it was a great experience. I really did enjoy it because I am a barb. I am a barb. <laughs> I love Nicki Minaj. I am a barb. So. so no no Cardi B interviews coming up? I love I love Cardi B too. So <laughs> I already did Cardi B. I already did Cardi B. Oh, oh, okay. So I love Cardi B. I love Nicki Minaj and I love all the interviews that I did. You don't do any of the beef stuff. No, no beef. No, I feel like that's that's corny, right? That's corny. I, I, that doesn't make sense. I feel like having beef with another person. It doesn't really, it doesn't solve anything. It, it just creates more problems in your life. It creates more stress. And it does hold a lot of weight on you. And it kind of does, whatever, whatever is going into you, you're going to spew out, so. Energy. Yeah, that kind of energy that you are feeling, you're going to give off to other people. So a lot of people are going to notice that change in you too. So just like, remember yesterday when we were doing the interview and we were talking about how you and KSI, you guys were rivals? And you guys were rivals in the boxing ring too. Mm. And then you guys became, you guys had a friendship. Mm. You guys somehow had a friendship. On the other side of on that. On the other side of that, yeah. And create a partnership mm -hmm. too, to create Prime. Mm -hmm. Shouts out to Prime, I love you guys. Thank hey, you so much for the care packages. Hey, heck yeah, heck yeah, <laughs> Yeah, you guys always send me so many big boxes of Prime. Oh, you have a lot? I have a lot. But you have a lot of siblings. Honestly, yeah, but I like taking it to school too. I mean, it's great for gym class. Are you, are you selling it at school? Cause that's a thing I've, I've heard of kids like selling it at school for more than they buy it for. No, it I don't sell it at school because I love drinking it, but I actually have witnessed a kid sell me prime. Like he had the prime Whoa. stick Whoa. and he was just like, Hey, I'll give you this blue raspberry stick for $2, no $2. Way, I was like, no, I have my own. He was just like, all right, I'll make it 150. Whoa. He, I was oh, like, no, I'm good. I have my own. He was like, all right, you're pushing me. 50 cents. <laughs> no. That's a real Brooklyn no, 100%. activity. No, seriously. I have, I have a question. How did you know that you wanted to do this? Like at nine years old, were you just like inquisitive about people and, and, and wanted to make videos? I mean, that, that was a part of it too. That was a part. That was a big part actually. But my dad, he used to take my brothers and I to different meet and greets and I'm gonna be honest with you guys, I used to just tag along because it was a great way to get outside, get out of the neighborhood, uh, get some free food too. We always used to go like to McDonald's, so get those, get the meals over there, yeah, so yeah. it was pretty cool. Which, wait, hold on, I gotta know, what's your favorite meal from McDonald's? <sighs> okay, it's between, dang, that, that's a hard like, question. It's between a Happy Meal and a McChicken. <laughs> I love McChickens. <laughs> okay, what about the breakfast? Do you like McDonald's I breakfast? I love the breakfast. Yeah, I love the yeah. pancakes. Yeah. I love the eggs. And the bacon that they have, oh, it's fine. McDonald's breakfast is is that hash brown goaded. The hash brown? No, so the hash it's the greatest hash brown. Might be the best thing ever. Might be the best thing ever. It's the best. Oh, but, seriously, right before school too. Oh yeah. Okay, okay. So, 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 yeah. You you started what what filming your life, and that you you noticed like, hey, I'm good at this. I like it. Um, honestly, well, after my dad used to take us to different meet and greets, I I decided, hey, let's do something much more constructive for that time. So. That was, I remember when I was nine years old. That's, your daughter saying that too. Hey, Yo, Pops, listen. I get that you want to meet Puff. And it was cool and all seeing him. But, you know, I'm nine now. Do you think we could do something just a little bit more constructive with our time? Like, if, like yo, imagine your daughter just said that to you and you're like, damn, bro. Yo, I just got checked hard, bro. That's great. I mean, it wasn't necessarily like that. Yeah. But I did go up to him and I was just like, hey, I really want a YouTube channel. And... During that time, I remember because I was around, yeah, I was around eight, turning nine, because my birthday's in May. So, uh, yeah, I was around there. It was like in March, and I was up to my dad. I was like, "Hey, I want a YouTube channel," 
And that's when YouTube channels were like really popular for little kids. That's when everyone was doing like the toy review stuff. You know, Shout out Ryan. Ryan's yeah. Toy review. No, no beef with Ryan. No, of course not. I used to watch him a lot, actually. So, oh, really? yeah. But I remember when everyone was doing like the reacting stuff and all that. And I was like, oh, shit, I want to do that. I want to have my own YouTube channel. I want to do something. So I went up to my dad and said, hey, I want to have my own YouTube channel. And my dad, one thing he told me is that one thing that we're not, we're, we're going to, one thing we're going to do is like be different from other kids. We're going to do something that's not similar to them. We have to think outside the box. We have to be creative. So I'm very inquisitive. Like you guys said, yeah. I'm a very inquisitive kid. I love asking questions to the point where a lot of people tell me that, hey, it gets really annoying, but. No, no, no. Oh, well, no, because my, my siblings, I ask my siblings a lot of questions, especially <laughs> when I was at that age, because I have two older siblings. So I was like, oh, what are you doing? Can I join? Can I please join? So I was very hyper. And my dad, <laughs> he was just like, okay, let's do something. And we had a karaoke mic, we had an iPad, and we, whenever we went to the meet and greet, we decided, hey, let's just interview those who we meet. And that's kind of how it started. And your, over time, your dad seems like he, he he plays a big part in this. I mean, he was he was yeah. behind the camera. He's the producer. He's the manager. Who edits? Is it him? He edits too. Let's wow. go. Let's manager, go. editor, producer, and dad too of six kids. I don't know how he does it. Impressive man, dude. Shout out <laughs> that, to the dad. Like way to go, dude. That comment that comment about doing something more uh, constructive with our time really hit him hard. He's like, yo, I'm gonna learn to edit right now. I'm gonna be a producer, I'm gonna be a manager. Yeah, my dad, he really does work hard and I really do appreciate him with all of my heart. Amazing. So so what do you want to do now? Now you you have a massive platform. You're 13. It it will take people a lifetime to get 900,000 followers on Instagram and 600,000 subscribers on YouTube. You're racking up the numbers and you're so young, you're barely a teenager, but where do you go from here, Jazzy? Honestly, I have a lot of goals uh for the future like getting my own show. You know, having a, when it comes to having a show, I want something to be fun, but also for informational so that kids can both watch something that they enjoy and can laugh at, but they, they can also learn something from it. Mm, mm. And not only that, just evolved my channel. Uh, <laughs> I think that was your dad. Which is, so. which is completely fine. He probably has to edit or something. In a while. <laughs> can, I, can I ask you a question? If, if I have a bunch of curiosities. I'm very old. And I have some, very, some curiosities so about, how, <laughs> so old, about how uh, you, you guys think about things. I grew up watching something called television. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a station called Nickelodeon. We had shows like Rugrats and and Doug and stuff like that. If someone came up to you today and they were like, yo, Jazz, we want to give you your own show. We're going to produce it. It's going to be like real, real pretty. You're going to have a couch to sit on. We're going to get you the biggest guests, right? Right. And it's going to go on television. But all you have to do to get that show is you got to delete your YouTube channel. But you get a show on television, like you, you're you're gonna be a big star, a big star. They go like this, star, <laughs> right? What it, what would you do? Honestly, I feel wow, that's a hard question. I wouldn't do it. Can't do it, Jazzy. I wouldn't do it because I have applied so much to my YouTube channel, and my YouTube channel is worth so much to me because you can even see my first ever interview on there. So it means so much, and and to just waste all that work like to delete all of that work and all of that hard work and all of that time that i applied to it just for a show i wouldn't do it you can't jesse i want to tell you something all right listen to this story i was i was your age i was 13 years old i had been making videos on youtube with my brother jake paul 
and they weren't getting any views. Like, you know, the kids at school knew we made YouTube videos. They were funny, but not like you. Like we just, we like, like most people who, who started on YouTube, it took a while for us to really get traction. But uh, we had made these videos from, you know, nine to 13. And as you know, you even said it. It's like, you don't like watching those videos of you when you're younger. Maybe yeah. it's like, you, I don't know, you're older now. Yeah, you get a little bit embarrassed when watching, yeah. but you know, it's still pretty cool. The one of Jake Paul riding the mountain bike off the picnic table is still a good one. Yeah, you know, there's, well, there's so, still some that exist because <laughs> here's what happened, Jazzy. I was your age. I had these videos on YouTube. And right around your age, I started getting interested in girls. Oh, I, I, I was hanging out with this girl. Her name was Molly. I'll never forgive you, Molly. And we were at her house and I'm like, yeah, I do YouTube videos. Do you want to see? And she's like, yeah, show me your videos. And so, so I showed her. I showed her like a couple of videos. And after like 15 minutes, she's like, that was so lame. You're, that was so lame. These, that's like not, those aren't like cool. And so I was so embarrassed, Jazzy. I was so not in my bag i went home and without asking jake i deleted all the videos from my youtube channel because i was so embarrassed i was like ow i'm not a kid anymore i'm i'm growing up to be an adult how will any girl like me if i have these cheesy youtube videos online and i deleted all of them so like the first wave of logan and jake paul on youtube from like ages 9 to 13 gone. is gone and i have Two regrets in my life. I don't really regret much. That is one of them. So you can't ever take your channel and what you've built for granted because it's so special. And you're going to look back at these moments, even this interview, and watch your growth in 10, 15, 20 years from now. And the beginning is so special. It's such a special time in a young creator's life. Honestly, yeah, I agree with that statement because... The way that you start and the way like your come up is very important. Super. And deleting all of that, I have... Uh, my YouTube channel has a lot of videos on it, even from when I was like, yeah, my first ever video when I was nine years old. And being able to just delete them, make that all go away forever, like, don't I would never, I would never do that. Don't delete your flaming Hot Cheeto song either. Okay, I won't. No, you can't, Jazzy. You can't. I'm telling you, nothing. I won't, I won't. Save it what all. was your other regret? My other regret was buying that $90,000 couch. That Mercedes no, couch. No, I those, swear. Those are the two. Yeah. <laughs> 90,000? Yeah, that stupid. Couch, yo, how stupid is that? That Jess? couch <laughs> launched Airax career. <laughs> Crazy. Literally. And then got launched out of a plane. Yeah. Couch surf. Been everywhere. Up. Yeah. So, so, so mainstream. I asked the deleting question, right? But it, it didn't have to be that. I was just more curious mm -hmm. about your thoughts about mainstream because that used to, to us, that was like big time. Like now, it seems like if you make it on YouTube, if you're the biggest YouTuber in the world, like Mr. Beast, for example, you're the you're the biggest. It's almost like social media creators have replaced actors and 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 celebrities of that more traditional you know place. So I was gonna ask you, you're on social media. You started social media at a young age. You see all the good things that come out of it. Are you aware of any of the bad things? The, the pitfalls of social media. I do. Yeah, I am. I'm actually very aware. I mean, honestly, when it comes to, well, the least bad thing, I guess, would say, I mean, I don't really focus on comments, but the haters, too. I, when it comes to comments, I like responding to the good ones, the ones that, like, complimented, 
uh, the ones that are just like, oh, you did a great job, Jazzy. And I love the ones, I love those, uh, the comments where they write a whole paragraph just saying, oh, you're so great. I love this interview and explain why they loved it. I love those ones. Thank you so much to all my fans out there. I really do appreciate y'all. But the haters, I don't really like responding to them, but that's one thing I know that that's a downfall too. Um, you got haters? Yeah. There's wow. a lot of people that just hate for no what reason. Is, what can they possibly I say? I, that, I don't know. I mean, I, I I have energy. I I interview so many cool people. I'm cool. So they I can't know. be the same haters as all, like, all, dude. Like, no, my haters like, are like real, like I, real obese, like forty year old. I feel like that same obese forty year old is probably no nasty way. comments for sure. No way. Where are these people? Who who are these people? Dude, have you ever left a negative comment on anything? No, who never does that. Never in my life. Who, who I does leave a that? lot of positive comments. No, I put hearts on people's stuff. I say, yo, this was really like I yeah. love doing stuff like that, but I've never, I cannot. I think it's a ever. I think it's a breed, is what I'm saying. It's a special breed of <laughs> like wag you. Yeah. But as humans. Yeah. Well, no, no. No. Yeah, well, no, no, no. The opposite of wag yeah. you as humans. Uh like like some like leftover like, like grade D American USDA meat. Like it's like the the fat off of from Sam's Club. Sam's Club ass. Yeah. Like steak. four day old ground beef. The kind that's like not brown, it's gray. Yeah. Have you shredded. ever seen that before when you're in your in the fridge and your mom's like, Oh, I'm cooking up some tacos for dinner? You're like, bro, no, it's, it's it's gray. gray. Yeah. It's not brown, it's <laughs> not red, it's not pink. It's, it's gray. The, color of the sky on a dark day. Yeah, no, Ma, I don't want those tacos. Yeah, I'll just that. have some cereal. You eat cereal? <laughs> I love cereal, especially I love watch I love eating cereal at night. I don't know why. Like that's a great midnight. Oh, snack. what's your favorite cereal? Okay, wait, don't careful. Cause there's some semi good answers here. Then there's one answer that if you say it right now, you already have my respect. So nothing will happen like tremendously, but I'll literally go through the roof of this establishment, which is legacy, which is a, a establishment here. Uh by the way, it is uh, Legacy Barn Grill at Moxie Times Square. Uh, Legacy. Uh, and by the way, they have unlimited ribeye and fries and salad for only 45 bucks. Imagine you brought your girlfriend to dinner and you don't even tell her about it. You're just like, dude, girl, eat as much steak as you want, as much <laughs> salad as you want, as much fries as you want. I, I got it. Yeah. But you don't tell her it's all for 45 bucks yeah, yeah. here at Legacy at the yeah. Moxie. It's great. Nice bargain. So, uh, favorite cereal, dang. dude. Important answer. Okay, I have three. I'm gonna give you three. Okay. I hope even if one of them is right. All right. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm 13. Technically a teenager, but I love tricks. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. Whoa, tricks for, for that kids. age group. Tricks yeah. 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 <laughs> yup. Um, yup. I love cinnamon toast. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Set the roof up. Pull yes. the roof back. Make yes. it a convertible restaurant. Yes. Wow. That's it. That's wow. It. You got it. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say Lucky Charms next. No, that's fine. Okay. CTC for adults, especially it exists in a tier that it, you can't reach with other yeah. cereals. No, yeah. seriously. But not only is it good with milk, it's good by itself. I mean, I even if I don't have any lunch to take to school, I just put cinnamon toast crunch in a Ziploc bag and yeah. I go to school. It's, yeah, it's an money. amazing lunch, yes. amazing snack. Heck, you can eat it for dinner, lunch, in the morning for breakfast. It doesn't matter. What about the milk that's left over in the bowl after? Like, like no, bowl I love three? drinking it. No, no, but the thing is that after, 
after bowl one, like, you know those ones, that one cinnamon toast crunch that has so much cinnamon yeah, on it? Yeah. And it, like, makes it... Yeah. But the thing is that I love drinking the milk. It's just that sometimes it gets, like, to the back of my throat. Like, <laughs> yeah, the actual, like, part yeah. of the cinnamon. I don't really like that part, so I don't really drink it like that often. But overall, it gains my respect. I love cinnamon toast Let's crunch. Go. Cinnamon toast crunch has my respect. <laughs> do you get to do kids stuff? Like, are you... Do you play outside? Throwing a ball? Yeah, actually... <laughs> just that one thing throwing like a ball, throwing a ball. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I like to play uh, I play a lot of sports with my siblings I like to play football soccer basketball too not the greatest at it but it's still pretty fun to play I like playing sports at school too I hang out with my friends outside I, I'm a regular kid if you really think about it it's not what I do it doesn't feel like work it feels more so like a hobby mm. like uh, it feels like a feels like a sport because, you know, like, when you're a kid and you play soccer on, like, a team? So, like, you have that on, like, the weekends or, like, the weekdays. It's scheduled. That's how I feel. I feel like it's a hobby for me because it's really fun. I love what I do. Um, I get to I get to speak to some of the industry's biggest stars. And I get to hold conversations with them. So, it's like a win-win for me. I love what I do. But I also have a chance to go outside. I have a dog now. What kind of dog? Uh, French Bulldog. Oh, Blue yeah. Ivy. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> Shout out to Pablo's. His name is Pablo. <laughs> Pablo's. Pablo, yep. He's so cute. I love him. <laughs> but yeah, I go outside with him almost every day. I play catch with him. Uh, I play fetch. He loves not giving me back the ball. Oh, but, yeah. You know, we'll work thing. on that. Yeah. We'll work on that. <laughs> Do you notice that any of your uh, friends ever don't come out to play because they're they're like, oh, I'm going to just watch a show or, I'm, I'm, or they're on the iPad and they're just watching YouTube videos. Do you, do you have any friends that are like scroll locked even at your age where they're just always on social media and they're not out as much? Yeah, I actually have two friends that are definitely socially locked. I mean, they both, I mean, they're both really introverted. So either way, they don't really like, they're not very, they're very soft-spoken. They're not very loud. So a lot of times I have to like, really go like huh what, what'd you say huh yeah. so they're really soft-spoken and they're, they're really cool friends it's just that sometimes they don't like going outside to like the park and they like staying inside going on tiktok instagram is, youtube so i don't really i'm not judging them though because going online is fun too i just feel like going outside you still need that sunlight you can't be up in the dark all day so it's very important is that a normal thought for kids your age to have though because i feel like I don't know, so it's actually really interesting to to talk to someone your age. But it, are kids your age glued to their phones? And are kids your age conscious of the damage that it can potentially do to constantly be locked into this device? Um. Yes, I, I can't speak for all kids, but I know I am. At times, I can be glued to my phone. Because of social media, also because there's like a lot of fun, like memes, it's enter- memes, it's great. entertainment, yeah. it's, it's all great, right? But I also know, hey, I need to take at least like an hour away from it because like this can really, this can, first of all, the light is not good for your eyes. Mm. You and those, those I'm basically, but I have contacts on right now. So you, you wear in contacts? Yeah, I have contacts on right now. Wearing my cardio, so yeah, I, I'm basically blind <laughs> at this low point. Key flex. Low key flex. <laughs> so I'm basically blind at this point. But um, I know that's not very great for you because that can cause addictions. And I feel like in my school, especially, there's a uh, for our 
English class, we had to write, we had to do projects, but the project was our phones good or bad for you. So I felt like that was really stuffed out our throat that Ooh. they're not good for you. What was your answer to that? My For my project? Yeah. I put that phones, I put it that I'm right in the middle between good and bad. Yeah, yeah. Because That's probably phones, phones can be good because they're great for emergency purposes. They're good for, let's say, informational purposes. It's the greatest tool in the history of humanity. Seriously. And worst. And and true worst. and worst because one thing that my teacher actually told me in my English class, one of my teachers, she told me that when you, especially with computers and laptops and, and with iPads, tablets, whatever, even with the phone, you're not supposed to put it on your lap because that radiation, the radiation from it. Oh, come on. What's hey. your teacher's name? You sure I can actually, say? No, actually, I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. No, but that is, no, but that is, a, there are real physical concerns in the know, same way yeah, like people aren't supposed to stand in front of the microwave. Yeah, right. but Mikey, it's 2020. No, 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 I get that. But, but when we, when we talk about it, we don't mean as much the, 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 phys, well, at least I don't, the, the physical concerns. There's a lot of innate uh, issues with, with the phone and with social media and how it affects your attention span. That's How it affects your ability to have eye contact, have real meaningful conversation with another human. Um, you you obviously haven't experienced this yet, but what it does what it does to relate people in relationships, having you know, seeing constant options twenty four seven. There's a million uh, issues. These these phones provide good. They help you get from place to place. They give you information, most of which you don't need to be completely honest. Like I don't really need to know what the most prevalent bug is in South America, but I do know it because yeah, it's- There's that bug guy on TikTok. Yeah, there's a bug guy on TikTok, you know what I'm saying? So you'll, you'll start to learn and I just, I'm always very scared for the younger generation because these phones have really took over. And I think that, I think that me and, me and him, uh, me and Logan slightly differ on this, but I, I lean more towards them being a, a problem and he's slightly more towards them being a solution. But I, 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 I would, you, I, I think I can tell that you already know that you have to be a little bit mindful of how much time you spend on it. Yeah, I mean, that's key. You have to really be mindful about not only what, like the time that you spend on it, but also the problems that can happen on social media. Not only talk about physical problems like touch a span or like eyesight either, but more so like how it can really affect your mental health. Because if you're glued to a phone all day, you're not able to go outside and make friends. You're not able to go outside and have actual conversations with those and with those around you and from people who are from neighborhoods similar to where you're from. And you're not able to actually relate to other people's either problems or, or other people just in general. So you're not able to hold those kinds of conversations Oh, so, sorry. A little cinnamon just, toast crunch got me. <laughs> yup, that cereal of the morning, it got me again. <laughs> but seriously, yeah, it's a, it's not necessarily, I'm right in the middle between it, it being a, a problem, but also being, it being a pretty good thing because it's able to form careers. I, I made a career for out of real. It. Yeah. yeah, I made a same, career out of Same. It. That's why it's it's so hard for me to speak out against it because I'm. It's the thing that's making me right. I mean, money and where would we for be? Where, where would we be? I, I would more, more than like just be outside. I'd be at Love Sack selling bean, beanbag chairs. To be honest with you, oh. which was which was fantastic too. Sounds but good. but <laughs> but very comfy. Even even one other last thing on it is, and and maybe this is important for you too, but. One of the main things that we've lost with these, having these in our hands and having access to so many interesting facts and just stuff at our fingertips is, uh, is boredom. 
boredom people always have looked at with a with a negative light. I'm so bored. I'm so bored. Boredom has produced all, most all of the greatest ideas that have ever come out of the world, right? Like right. you're just sitting on your couch or looking at the ceiling, you're thinking. This replaces thinking. You no longer have to problem solve. You no longer have to say, how do I deduce this answer? How do I figure this out? Because it's right here. You no longer have to think. So my, my fear is that this stunts our thinking so much that we're no longer dreaming. We're no longer thinking of solutions to complex problems that the world has because we're, we're, we're stuck in this scroll lock of just thing after thing, a school bully, shooting, uh, this thing, that happened. What happened with Cardi B today, blah, blah, blah. And we're not saying to ourselves like, yo, what if we, oh damn, that's been a real issue that's affecting the marketplace. How do we, how do we solve that? So I think that, I think that lack of boredom is, is, uh, is an issue. And then obviously converse to that, it sometimes provides inspiration that then leads to mm. things. But I, right. I, I think that lack of boredom scares me a little bit too. Same here. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with that statement. I'm going to ask you some tough questions. Go ahead. And I'm going to ask you these because I feel like you have the answers. <laughs> You're 13 years old. Gotta have mm -hmm. the answers. Who built the pyramids? Didn't the Egyptians build the pyramids? Yeah, checks out. Well, you know, that's what they say. What is gravity? Gravity isn't yeah. Gravity that's that's uh, that's the gravity is a way for us to uh, that that's the only way that we are able to walk on the ground. That's yes. the only way that we're able to breathe the air that we breathe. That's the only way that we're not floating up in the air right now <laughs> and doing a moonwalk in the middle right there, like literally right up in there. So mm -hmm. that that's the only reason that gravity is here. What's the greatest problem uh, that your generation is going to face in your lifetime? I don't know. I guess we'll uh, we'll figure that out when the time comes. Do you are is your generation mad at my generation for screwing everything up? I feel like I can't speak for my entire generation, but <laughs> she's like, but I am. <laughs> Me personally, I'm pissed. <laughs> but I feel like environ environmentally, there has been a lot of generations before us that have really screwed Screws. a lot of things up when it came to. Even the ocean, environment itself, uh, anything really. But I feel like we're going to be able to get past it, overcome it, and just have a positive, positive mindset. Dinosaurs. I love dinosaurs. Me too. <laughs> you got a favorite? I like T Rex. How could you not? Yeah, I thought you were gonna say like Stegosaurus. Stegosaurus. Stegosaurus too. I guess I like. Uh, uh, I like T-Rex better. Yeah. I like their arms. I just like how they're like this. They can't do push-ups. They no, can't. No. Do you I wonder wanna, how it look like. Do you want to ask those uh, those Logan Paul questions? Yeah. I, I I'm a bit weary about the fact that you have you have <laughs> what equates to a manifesto there, and I would not <laughs> like to see you walk out without getting through some of those today. Well, honestly, uh, I just wanted to bring this up, <clears throat> Mr. Logan Paul. Oh. Yes. Oh, no. yeah. I know that you are not only a YouTuber. But boxer and WWE superstar. So, what were you thinking to fight Floyd Mayweather? No, no, seriously. He's undefeated. He has destroyed almost everyone that he has gone up against. But you had the confidence, the dedication, and you motivated yourself to say, hey, why not? Let me just go fight him. Why not? Right? So, why? why just why? It's a great question, Jazzy. Uh, well, I... I want to start this answer by saying I couldn't have done it without my support team. Mm -hmm. My support system was strong. 
including him, everyone in this room. And I had a lot of people reach out when I announced the fight and tell me, you're going to win. You're going to figure this out. Like you're, you, you're, you're the guy that can do the impossible. You can do this. And so, I didn't say that. yeah, he didn't. I, didn't he, say that. I said you could fight. <laughs> I didn't say you're going to win. But I had, I had, I had a lot of people tell me that I could do it. And so I started to, to really believe in myself, but more importantly, I knew that if I was able to fight Floyd Mayweather and not get knocked out, it would change the course of my life mm -hmm. forever, forever. Like you, you gotta respect someone who survives and weathers and even like puts the greatest boxer of all time on his highlight reel. Like I, I, I knew that I had a crazy opportunity and it was high risk, high reward, mm -hmm. and it paid off. Also, I got some screws loose, Jazzy. I got some, I'm not, I'm not 100% there. You know, there's a fun saying I like, we're all here because we're not all there. And that describes my friend group pretty perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, Jazzy, you, you take those risks in your life and, and you have that confidence that you described in yourself, and sometimes they really pay off. Unwavering mm -hmm. conviction in thyself. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, you had that confidence in yourself and you believed in yourself. And it worked. It and worked, it did Jazzy. work. Guess what happened after I fought Floyd Mayweather? What? I got signed to the WWE. I met the love of my life. And I got a multi-billion dollar hydration company. Well, Drink Prime. Exactly. All all because of that. <laughs> all because of Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> Shout out to Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, <laughs> pay me my money. He owes me 1.5 mil. Tell him. No, no, stay out of it. Stay out of it. Stay out of it. <laughs> so um, I wanted to know, how did you, I mean, of course, we, we were talking about how, you know, you started a YouTube channel from 9 to 13 with Mr. Jake Paul. Yeah. So I wanted to know, how was that? Like, like, how did you, what made you decide to become a YouTuber? Like, how was that come up for you? You know, it's so funny, Jazzy. When I started making videos that happened to be on this new platform called YouTube, YouTuber wasn't a thing, right? Like I, 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 I don't know why, but as a kid, even I understood that the ability to make a piece of media and share it to the world instantly was like the most magical thing I think humans had like done at the time. It, it's I understood at a young age that the, what whatever phenomenon was happening with media and connectivity in the world was a big deal, and I needed to do it. I needed to do it if felt for me like a way to to be significant for the stuff I love to do crazy fun kid like making videos like telling stories do you guys want to see my stories I'll post them online for you to judge and make mean comments about but eventually <laughs> but eventually people started catching on and watching and and it worked like I think young people should take advantage of the technological developments that are happening at the time, like for your generation, I'm gonna say it. AI, are you are you are your peers at all AI focused about AI, <laughs> artificial intelligence? Like, are any I, of your peers artificial intelligence? I don't think so. Well, I, how could you know for sure? We gotta look into it. We gotta look into that. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> honestly, I feel like AI. It's nothing like really crazy for me. No. I mean, one thing, one thing that. I, I really like the first, not necessarily the first, but one thing that I I find hilarious about it is how people are able to make songs. I saw a song of Drake singing Ice Spice. Yeah. 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 So yeah, definitely 
AI is uh, very interesting. But and did people you see, use it for interesting things. Did you see Ice Spice, but also President Obama together as one I did see that. person? They made that? Yeah. I've never seen that. Yeah. It's getting uh, funky out there, Jazzy. <laughs> We're not going to be able to tell what's real and what's fake and what's artificial and what's not. It's, I think that's going to be a a pivot point for your generation mm, as yeah. well. as like you, you should, your generation should use the tools that are going to shape the next 50 to 100 years. And oh, I yeah, think that's, that's one of them. But also be aware when they start to get too smart. Mm. And what I mean by that, Jazzy, is an event called the singularity. Mm. At some point, AI is going to basically morph into what's called the SI. And I guess my question for you is, are you at all worried about super intelligent lifelike computers destroying civilization? Honestly, um, I haven't, of course there are like movies and stuff like that about it, but I haven't necessarily re like really sat down and thought about it because it never really seemed like a, like uh, a thought that I would have. Because, I mean, why would it be? But Right, but that, honestly, like in the future, I feel like it, it probably is going to happen. I mean, seeing how fast artificial intelligence is really... I mean, remember that one time that... Um, I forgot what it was called, but one of the one of the robots, the artificial... The AI robots that they made started speaking in some kind of like weird language yeah, to another robot. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, no, we got to shut this off. <laughs> and the robot started talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Not, they're like, oh, no, we got to yeah, shut this yeah, off. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. Possibly something like that could happen in the future. We never know. Heck, I don't know. They're probably talking about like, oh, we should, I don't know, do everything to all the humans, make yeah. them go away. So I don't know. Do you but, have a solution? Like, would you happen to have a solution? Or if, or would you just want to talk to them? Like, if you found out today, oh, wow, like these robots have garnered access to the nuclear codes. Like, what are you doing in that scenario? Um, I mean, that's a very, that's a very hard question. I don't feel like I, I would have an impact on it, but... Hmm. Possibly just, I don't know, I'll probably just talk to them about it. Just have a chat. Yeah, just have a chat about yeah. it. <laughs> I feel like they would be receptive to you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Possibly. For sure. But if they're like, if they're like robots, like actual mechanical robots, you just got to pour water on them. Because like, you know how, you know how people say that if you pour water on your phone, then you got to put it in rice in order to fix it. Yeah. Because it breaks. Yeah. So what, what if, if it's something like that? Okay. Fantastic. What if the robots are then smart enough to put themselves in giant buckets of rice? Then we got ourselves a problem. We got a problem. <laughs> we got a problem with these rice robots. <laughs> rice robots walking around. Gotta get these rice. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Do you want to interview him? I would love to interview Mr. Elon Musk. Oh, that would be so good. That would be an amazing interview. Mr. Elon Musk, if you're watching this, I really need my interview, please. Also, I need an interview with a lot of people. Drake, Rihanna. Beyonce. Yeah. Oh, you upset yeah. Elon. You should have gone a little bit further. Yeah, you got to yeah. you got to kind of stoke his ego a little bit. Yeah. Because tell, tell me you like the Cybertruck. Yeah. I and love I, your Cybertruck and I love Tesla too. Let's go. Oh, okay. The, Elon, if you're watching this, you're not. Yeah, but if you are watching this, you should have a, a a person from the youth, you know, person that represents the youth do an interview with you. I think it would be cool to see what she's interested. Like, right. okay, question for you. Yes. Elon has a, uh, a, a a nano chip that he's implanting into into people's what's it called again? Neuralink. Neuralink. Sorry, well, I'm old. I need Neuralink. Uh, he wants to find a human subject, okay, to to implant this this tiny microchip in that can potentially even save you in the future. It can it can mark genetic 
deficiencies. It can it can predict uh, diseases that may come in the future. You get in the Nanolink? No, Neur Neuralink. Sorry, I'm old. Hmm. I mean, that's a tough subject to speak on because I don't know what I'm going to do in the future. But that's fair. Possibly, I, I don't really, I can, I don't have an answer for you on that one. Yeah, that's fair. What honestly? Stupid, stupid question. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I want to say. <laughs> I'm sorry, no, about, sorry there, about there's, that. There's no stupid questions. Honestly, there's no, no stupid you know, questions. You don't need you don't need the Neuralink because you got it going on. Yeah, but there's gonna be some people. Get the Neuralink. I'm old. Maybe. Would you go to space tomorrow if you had the opportunity? Um. That was a drum roll. <laughs> seriously, um, depending on where, where I'm going, because. I mean, I would because that's a new that's a new experience. Plus, um, remember, I don't know if you guys know this, but they sent uh, one of the rovers to Mars, and they said that it detected some type of life mm. on Mars. So mm. I think I'll be able. I think I would like to like experience that. But when I was young, I really wanted to be an astronaut. So you never know. How could you not? Exactly. I, don't know if that... I feel like that's a lot of dreams that a lot of kids have. It should be. I mean, it was a dream for us when we were younger. I don't know if I didn't know if it's still. Existed like I I know I don't know of if course. people are like no I want to be a TikToker you know what I'm saying I don't I don't know I'm not really sure you like TikTok I like TikTok yeah I mean a lot of I have a lot of followers on TikTok and I feel like it's funny it's a great place for comedy but also for informational purposes too you know for cooking too I've learned a lot of recipes I learned how to make fried mac and cheese balls off of it so it's a lot that you can do you're out there cooking as well yep Jesse what can't you do. I have no idea. You know what? <laughs> I can do whatever I put my mind to it, and you guys too, and you guys too. Wow. A small shack story. It's ironic. That's a the funny, irony of yeah, a small shack story. Small that's shack crazy. Story. You got a shack story? Uh, yeah, I do. So, you remember when I was talking about when uh, my dad used to take me and my brothers to go do meet and greets? Mm. So, my brothers were just like, oh, I really want something signed. I want like this picture signed by Shaq. And we went to um, we went to where Shaq was, and 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 my brothers they saw Shaq, and Mr. Shaq who just it, they ran up to Mr. Shaq and my brother David he's twelve years old I'm thirteen we're like one year apart so he ran up to him he was like Mr. Shaq can you please sign my pictures and he was like really talking he was talking really fast he was really excited and Mr. Shaq was like hey wait for the lady ladies first you have to remember that so my my brother David he was just like okay so that I went first I got my stuff signed we all took a picture and it was cool so. Um, I interviewed Shaq and I told him, hey, remember when you told my brothers, hey, ladies first, and that was a really great experience. Thank you so much for letting my brothers know that. And we were just basically talking about that moment and asked him some questions about it too. And then he brought up that we had, that we made a bet. And we made a bet, I think it was about someone, yeah, he was like, oh, you have to make sure that you get good grades. And he said that he failed that. So he owned me. And honestly, I'm gonna be honest with you guys, during that moment, during that interview, I kind of forgot the bet, but then my brother David was just like, good grades, good grades. I'm like, oh, that one. He was like, and I was like, oh yeah, I remember the bet. And he, he was just like, oh yeah, I lost. And he gave me $500 cash. On the spot, $500 cash. Shaq, cash. Shaq gave you 500 bucks? Yes, and that's like pocket change for him. What did it mean to you? It meant a lot. And um, I got you do with it. I put it in my savings account. What are you doing with that? What are you doing with the? Yeah. What are you gonna do with all that savings? Well, use it for the future. Either, you know, when I go to college, use it for college, for tuition or books or whatever I need, and 
I don't really know. I'll get myself like a nice apartment with it. I don't know. Something. So you're saving money. Saving my money. You have to be smart about where you spend your money. Like it's over yesterday. And um, it, it's very important to do that too. You know, saving your money, it's a very important thing to do. For sure. Do. But you know what you told me yesterday as well? What? You bought a chain. Yeah, I bought my first chain yesterday. You bought a chain. I bought a chain yesterday. You're balling out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm very excited to finally wear the chain. I'm very super, super duper excited because... Honestly, I I'm a pretty cheap person. Did, did you buy, <laughs> said that yesterday as well? Yeah, I'm a pretty cheap funny. person. I don't really I, I don't really like spending money on things, but I felt like I kind of deserved it. Jazz, yeah, yeah. let me glasses. let me tell you this really quick. When you shine like you do, you don't need to add shine. Does that make sense? Yep. A lot of people buy real nice stuff. You'll notice this as you get older. Yeah. A lot of people buy real nice stuff, real expensive watches, real expensive chains, crazy cars to cover up the fact that they're kind of not shiny. You're already shining. Right. You know what I'm saying? Your energy is shining. You walk in the room, everybody starts smiling. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to even put all that stuff on you. You just got to be smart with your money. Right. That's it. Like Mr. Logan Paul told me yesterday, you got to be smart. You got to save your money. So thank you so much for that. And to continue the Shaq story, yeah, we interviewed him. And then he DM'd my dad. And he was just like, hey, I would love to buy you guys some camera equipment. And my dad, my dad, he just bought a new camera for us. So he was just like, oh, no, we just bought a new camera, so we're good. And I mean, he kind of, he he was just like, oh, yeah, I don't really, we already bought a camera, so we don't really need another one. And then I think it was around a couple months later, my dad was speaking to uh, his friend, who was also a cameraman, and he, one of my uncles, and he was just like, Oh, you are so, 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 so dumb for that. Why would you, why would you not accept the offer? He's giving you cameras for free. Of course, you have to go get the cameras because that's a great opportunity for you to improve your camera quality. So, and then he was just like, okay, then. So, Mr. Shaq was just like, okay, meet me at a camera store in New York. So, what's a camera store? And I brought, I brought my, uh, I brought two of my siblings to go with me. And it was a very great experience. Wait, Shaq went to the camera store with you? He met us at the camera store. And bought, and bought you a camera? He bought us a camera, and then he looked at He bought us a camera, and he bought us a bag. Then he looked at it. He looked at the... Uh, you got to do more, Shaq's bro. Great. You yeah, do more. He looked, That's great. That's None he, of it was filmed, right? Um, no, not, no, no, not that part, but we did film one. I gave, I, did, I gave him a surprise, though. I gave him... Well, my uncle was there with me, too. My other uncle, who, who uh, he's a barber, but he also makes, he makes art out of tape. Tape barber art? <laughs> tape barber art. <laughs> well, I guess you could say that, but he made a portrait of Mr. Shaq's uh, father. Cool. Oh, so nice. he made a portrait of it, and, he, and we gave it to him. And Mr. Shaq, he loved it. And after he bought us the camera and the bag, he looked at the price of everything. He was just like, that's it? I'm, and my dad, he was just like, oh, come on, Shaq. That's it. Come on. Come on. Don't do that. And Mr. Shaq, he was just like, oh, okay. Uh, get one more of those. One more of that. And then my little brother, Halston, he was just like, oh, you're getting that stuff? Okay. Can I please have another? Can I please have a camera too? So he got one of the old, like, 2006 cameras from the, the used pile. So yeah. he was just like, hey, can I please get this? <laughs> And he, Mr. Shaq was just like, okay, put it on the table. So 
he bought everything and he was carrying my my one year old brother with him all around the store like oh, it was is, nothing. So Wait, it was so a Shaq hilarious is just moment. Really like the nicest person. He yeah. is super nice. That's Uncle Shaq right there. That is yeah. my Damn. Uncle Shaq right there. Damn. So many yep. people darn, believe in darn. you, Jazzy. It's like that's so cool. Everyone wants to support you. you yeah, thank you, you. Of course. You do have such a bright future ahead of you. And uh I I I'm honored. I'm honored you joined us on the show today. And I'll just say, Logan is actually going to be making a small donation to today for your future. Thank you yep. so much. You know what? Let me shake your hand. Yep, he's gonna be he's gonna be uh, he's working on what that is right now. But by the end of the show, it'll be figured out and it will be transferred to via ACH. Wow, I'm very excited for that. Wow, thank you so much. Yeah, just send me your lawn and Swift. Wire or Bic if it's Bic, if it's international. I, I don't know, but you gotta ask my dad about No problem. It'll, it'll also, be shout it. out to the dad. Shout out to my dad. In applause. Incredible, incredible. Being, being, yeah. being a good parent's hard nowadays, and you've raised, raised a stellar human. I, <laughs> I met your other son as well, the one, and he, he was fantastic as well. He he goes, I go, I go, do you, uh, do you think you're maybe a little bit of a crybaby sometimes? He goes, yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> very honest. You have great kids. You've done a great job. Jazzy, yeah. uh, best <laughs> of luck in life. You're going to keep Thank crushing you. it. Keep inspiring. You're like literally changing a generation. And kids yeah. your age are going to need kids like you to continue shining because the world isn't always a happy place. But when you have Jazzy, it is. Seriously. <laughs> and before I go, before we all go, is there any advice? You know what? Can you please show some words of motivation to everyone watching your show? Oh, dang! She said this on her show yesterday, and I, I gave a pretty good answer. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch it up because I got more than one piece of advice. Yeah, like, do you have any advice for kids who are watching the show? Hmm. Mm. Here it is, kids. Like Jazzy, find something you like. Mm -hmm. Find something you like to do, because Jazzy said it earlier. She never feels like she's working. She loves what she does. And if you love what you do, or at least even like what you do, it's not gonna feel like work. And when you can operate from a place of love and passion, I think your product will be a hundred times better than if you're forcing yourself to do something you don't wanna do. So try stuff, kids out there, seven to 13 years old, try stuff, go, go play soccer, go pick up a camera, drink prime, go watch WWE, <laughs> be, allow yourself to be How inspired. Did into a well, you know, I mean, and, who knows? Because maybe them. you drink prime and find something you love about prime. And that's where the confidence sometimes comes from. As we talked to Orton about yesterday, sometimes the confidence comes from finding something that you love to do. Mm. And then yeah. when you start doing it, my, and my only thing is if I, if I could say this is be good, nice to each other. Mm -hmm. That's honestly like just, there's a lot of, meanness in this world right now and and if you look at the people on this couch right now you look at the energy of this interview today there was not a single word of hate not a single word of division spoken today just just love inspiration motivation big up in one another and look at the position that all three of us are in in our lives right now we're all doing great things because that's the type of energy that we harness and we bring to the table so be good to each other be nice to each other out there because we need that right now no seriously yeah peace positivity everything and uh Shouts out to Prime. Also, oh. and, 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 Mr. Mr. Logan Paul, I got to ask you a question. I mean, I know we're going to end everything soon, and I want to thank you so much for the care packages, and uh, when are we going to sign the Prime deal? Like, oh. Come on. I've been drinking your Prime. I've been, I've been telling everyone, hey, get some Prime. So when's Jazzy. the deal going to come in? Come on. I, I, I'm going to need the deal. I thought... <laughs> 
I thought we had already <laughs> done a deal or something. I swear to God, someone sent me your Instagram profile months ago. They're like, should we do a deal with this girl? I was like, yeah, that's how I knew who you were. <laughs> when they asked me if I want to do an interview with you, I was like, yeah, she's awesome. But I knew who you were because I thought we had already done something. But I guess now we got to figure it out, Jazzy. Come on, we got to sign a deal. We got to do something. Yeah, Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout yeah. out to Prime, guys. Let's and, go. Uh, I think lemonade might be my new favorite flavor let's go lemon is delicious yeah Jazzy, really thank good. you so much thanks jazzy it was an honor we love you thank you so much and i love you guys too and this was definitely an honor to be here on the impulsive show <laughs> Woo! <laughs> ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening to this podcast if you're not subscribed hit that button for us we'll see you next time peace until next time jazz it out <laughs> what does innovation sound like it sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer client or patient it sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere. Visit highland.com.